If you take to social media and share your belief in the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine in treating COVID-19, you may be censored or find your access restricted. Now, that happened recently even to some doctors, like Cameroonian Stella Emanuel of Houston, Texas. She was educated in Nigeria. Meanwhile, U.N. Secretary General Guterres warns that COVID-19 has caused the largest disruption to education in world history, with one billion students affected in 160 countries. He says 40 million children worldwide have missed out on education in, quote, their critical preschool year, all because of shutdowns caused by the coronavirus global pandemic. So what should be done? Joining us to share his medical expertise is Dr. David Samadi. He's director of men's health at St. Francis Hospital in Rosslyn, New York. Dr. Samadi, thank you for being here. First, I've got to ask you, hydroxychloroquine, what do you think of medical uh, professionals being censored by Twitter, Facebook, and other social media simply for saying hydroxychloroquine is a highly effective treatment for COVID-19? Well... The biggest thing that the doctors need to know is that there are two sensitive words right now on social media, hydroxychloroquine and COVID. And once they start putting it on their tweets or Instagram on Facebook, that's becoming a red flag. So why we're being censored in this country doesn't make much of a sense. When you have a medical conference and we're talking about any topic, you can pick any medical topic you talk about. Half of the room read the same exact research article. They may agree with it. The other half may completely disagree. Understand that I never went out and said hydroxychloroquine is the cure. I didn't say that this is better than the vaccine. I never claimed any of those statements. It's always extremely well thought of after being in the media for many, many years. And it's only to give information to people, being positive energy, uplifting during this pandemic, and if there's any research paper out there, I just presented with my comments on it. And still, with no warning, they shut down my account. And the level of censorship is getting closer and closer to some of the socialist country. And that's why we need our politicians and people like yourself in the media to bring attention and something called hashtag stop censoring medicine. We want that to go viral and people to know that this should not happen in America. Now, this isn't just happening to people who think they're experts on this because they read about it online. These are doctors, medical professionals, scientists. It's happening worldwide. So why is it happening? Well, I think the media and the mainstream media and the social media companies, big tech, are biased. They basically want their narrative to get out. And if they don't like something, they just basically put stop to this. And, you know, we, we need to make sure that this stops because this can affect our whole life, from election to what we eat to what we do, and they basically can control all of our life. How about uh, the accuracy of numbers that we're hearing on COVID-19, the number of COVID-19 cases and deaths? I know several investigative reporters have found people included in death statistics that had other actual causes of death. Also, there have been reports of some people being recorded as positive for the virus. They hadn't even been tested. Why is that happening? Correct. Well, there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, uh, mistakes. There's a lot of patients that die with it or die from it, that it's all lumped together. And every time an investigation has been done and people have looked into it and have gone a little deep into these uh, calculations, in Florida, in Texas, in many different places, they're finding out that they retract those numbers, they reduce the number of deaths. So unfortunately, there's no transparency, there's no third party to look into this. Having said that, the numbers, even though for public, 
it looks bad. 150,000 people, that's a lot of people. But compared to the millions that all the models were predicted, and don't forget, hundreds of thousands of people die from cancer, from automobile accidents, from suicide. The statistics you just talked about, how kids are being affected by having this lockdown. So those numbers, while it looks huge for the public, compared to millions of people that die every year in this country, is still very small. So I think we're still doing a great job in controlling this virus, and we will get through this. Uh, quickly now, the shutdowns are harming the education of a billion students worldwide. What do you think about reopening schools and classes in person? Just how risky is that uh, not reopening to the health of the children? I think it's time to reopen the schools. Everyone agrees that this is the time. Our kids are completely being wasted away. They're not learning anything. The child abuse, anxiety, depressions, a lot of minority kids are getting their food. They're getting their technology. Not all of these kids have iPads and computers. So we are completely missing uh, on years of their education, and it's time to open it up. We have ways to make sure that they're from hand hygiene, from social distancing, protecting our teachers, making sure that there's some sort of hybrid a plan for the kids to come to schools, making sure that the area where the locker rooms were, there was big gatherings, that's all taken out and make sure that the kids are, you know, still going to school, they're still learning, going to see some kids that will be positive, tested positive for this. Some teachers may be coming up with positive tests and we need to take care of them, but it's time to open our schools safely and soundly. This is time. Okay, Dr. David Zamati, Director of Men's Health at St. Francis Hospital in Rosslyn, New York. Thank you for sharing your medical expertise and your insights today. Thank you so much.